Hello and welcome to A Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. And today we are on day five of Seven Days of Magic, leading us up to the magical event of Samhain this weekend. So I just thought it'd be really fun just to look at activating your power and your magic as we step into one of the most potent portals of the year. And so today, or rather, let's go back to the beginning. So if you ha- if this is the first episode you've listened to, you want to go back and listen to the episode from a few days ago, where we set the intention to activate your power and magic within. Now, of course, um, Samhain is one of the most potent times of the year. So we wanted it to be about power and magic, but you can use this process for any intention. But just for this week, just for these seven days, focus on activating your power and magic. On day two, we looked at then creating the space so that you could receive your power and magic. If it's full of limiting beliefs and old behaviours and old stories, it's going to be really hard to get that clear connection with your power and magic because it's going to be full of shoulds, expectations, etc. Then we looked at protecting it. Just like if you were growing a little plant from a seed, you'd want to give it the best start in life that you could. And it's no different than with your intention. We want to give your intention the best chance to grow. So we looked at how to protect your magic. Yesterday, we looked at giving you momentum. So you've got all the things in place. Then how do you create soul stamina to keep going? So today, it is all about alignment and staying on track. So we've got all the pieces in place, we've got the momentum going, and now we want to make sure that you stay on track and keep moving towards that life of more magic, more potency, more power. So what I would love for you to do is just to take a moment just to feel into what it would be like for you to have a life of magic and power. Now to do that, if if it's safe for you to do so right now, it's like close your eyes and just put your hand over your heart. Because when we close our eyes, we block out all the distractions, that visual distractions around us. When we put our hand on our heart, we just connect in with our own body. And just take a couple of deep centering breaths. So breathing in deeply and exhaling fully. And just allowing yourself to be filled up with your own power and magic. Just imagining what that would be like if you're not feeling it at the moment. And from this space, I want you to regularly ask yourself the following questions. And I want you to ask yourself, what do you need to focus on today, this week, this month, for the rest of the year to really embody your power and magic? So you can show up with courage and confidence. You can make those courageous choices. You can follow the life that you want to follow, that you know how to wield and weave your own magic to support your intentions. So what do you need to focus on? And then some of my favourite questions to ask are, what do you need to stop doing so that you can really focus on your power and magic? What do you need to start doing so that you can really focus on your power and magic? And what do you need to do more of so that you can really focus on your power and magic? Now, when you ask yourself those questions, there's a couple of ways you can get the answers. You can take a moment to ask the question and then allow yourself to receive the answer. Okay, so we're looking for intuitive guidance. Now, 
I could talk for hours about intuition and I have done on this podcast. <laughs> but your intuition is that quiet voice within you. It's not excited jazz hands. It's not, it's not, oh my goodness, I could do this. Okay, that's drama. That's excitement. It doesn't mean it's wrong, but it's not the energy we're looking for right now. What we're looking for is your intuitive wisdom and it comes without emotion. It doesn't mean it's boring or dull because again, those are emotions. We're looking for a calm, still, steady inner knowing. Now with our intuition, we might not always get the answer we want. You know, it might be telling us to stop doing something and maybe actually you quite enjoy it. But if you are honest with yourself, it probably does dampen your power and magic. Okay, so just take a moment to get quiet and listen for that voice. Now, when I say listen, I mean listen with all of your senses because you might actually receive your information through feeling. You might just get a feeling that you just know something is right. Perhaps you'll get a flash of an image, a person, a word, a colour that means something to you. Perhaps you will hear something. Just notice how your intuition talks to you. Notice where you feel it in your body. I often think about having a gut intuition and a heart intuition and a gut intuition pulls you back from danger. It warns you. It's like one of the oldest senses that we have, you know, all animals have it. If there's any kind of danger coming, the animals know first and they flee. Yeah, they they know before we do. It's like that gut information that we have become slightly disconnected to. But that feeling when you meet someone and you just know they're a wrong one, you know, or you're like, actually, I'm not going to get on that bus or I'm not going to walk down that street. That's your gut instinct. That's like keeping you safe. Your heart intuition often expands and it pulls you forward. It's that dream that you have, that passion that you have, that that soul calling that you have. It's an expansive energy. It moves you forward. Okay, so you might want to notice how you feel in your body. Is it an energy that's contracting and moving you backwards? If so, that might be warning you against something. But if your energy is opening and you feel expansive, well, that actually might be telling you to lean into something. Now, what I will say is no matter your belief, you are intuitive. Every single person is intuitive. It's just a natural part of who we are. It's a skill we become better at it. Often, especially when we were children, you might just have known something and then it was dismissed. Oh no, that's don't be silly. That's not true. Yeah. And so then we start to doubt ourselves or we might know something, but it goes against the stories that we want to believe. So we dismiss it. So what we do is we disconnect from that trust and that truth within us. By doing this and just taking a moment regularly to go, what do I need to focus on to feel into my power and magic? What is it that you need? You just give yourself a moment to listen for the answer. You might get an answer, but you might not hear anything. And that's okay. You show up the next day and you ask the same question. What is it I need to focus on? Because just like any skill, the more you do it, the better you become. Okay. You become a better listener. You hear the messages. Like I say, you might not be hearing with your ears. You might be hearing with your feelings. You might be, he- you might be hearing with your eyes. <laughs> As in, you might be seeing those messages. But just get into the habit of just asking and noticing how it feels. And if you 
it's I always recommend like having a little notepad just for this. And you might think, how am I doing this today? How am I like connecting with my power and magic today? And you get an answer and you just write it down. And then if you do it, even if it's pushing you out of your comfort zone, but you follow that intuitive wisdom, notice the results you get. What does that open up for you? Where does it lead you? It might not get you to exactly where you want to be, but perhaps it introduces you to a person or you find a book. Or I always remember one time I was, um, it was raining and I don't really like the rain. I mean, I love being outside, but I'm not really a rain person. (laughs) It's unfortunate when I live in the UK. But um, it was a little bit drizzly one day and I just heard this voice and it just said to me, go to the waterfall. And because there's a waterfall about, you know, 15 minutes drive from where I am. And I was like, oh, but I don't want to. It's raining, you know, being a little bit whingy. And it said, no, go to the waterfall. And I was like, oh, okay then. So it felt important to go to the waterfall. So I went to the waterfall. It was lovely. I did get rained on, but not too badly. And I walked along. It's like you walk through all these like mossy little areas down this really overhung ravine. It feels like the lost world. It's like you feel like anything can come around the corner at any time. And you walk along this little river and then opens up this waterfall. And to be honest with you, I was kind of expecting the skies to part and to have some amazing download because it had been so clear for me to go on this walk. <laughs> I was like, oh, so I went there and, you know, no clouds parted, no incredible wisdom imparted to me. And I went home <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was a nice walk. Anyway, I think when I got home, I, I stopped or I decided I was just going to like have a scroll on Facebook for five minutes. And I came across somebody that had the answer that I had been looking for, for months. And it was to do with working with trees in a much deeper way. And I just remember thinking, oh, that's why I had to leave the house. I had to leave the house. I had to go and clear my energy. I had to just, you know, walk by the waterfall and just come back feeling like refreshed and cleansed and, you know, a little bit proud that I'd gone out in the rain. And had I not done that, I would have sat at my computer all day and just worked. But instead, I came back, I got a cup of tea, I sat down, I thought, I'll just scroll on Facebook. And there it was. There's the thing that I had been looking for. So sometimes those intuitive messages don't give us the answer we expect, but they give us the answer we're looking for anyway, in a roundabout way. Okay, so it's not always about going, you know, I followed the intuition, I went to the waterfalls, the clouds parted, and I had this incredible download for an idea. Sometimes that does happen. But sometimes it just changes your state so that you are ready to receive the actual information that you need. Okay, so as we do today, I want you just to be open minded about how this might show up for you. And if you're not sure how your intuition speaks to you, think about your favourite sense. If somebody was going to take you out for a romantic date, what would you really love? Would it be to visit somewhere beautiful? Would it be to go to a concert and listen to something amazing? Would it be to have um, a massage? Would it be to eat beautiful food? What is it that you would love? Perhaps it's like a candlelit bath. And just notice what sense is being indulged there. What sense is the one, oh my God, if I could have anything, this is the sense that I would love to have indulged. Because conversely, the other way you can think of this is what is the sense that gets overwhelmed the fastest? If you're feeling tired, run down, cranky, what is it for you? Is it, 
Oh my God, someone just turn off the lights. It's so bright. Or, oh my God, can you just be quiet? Yeah, it's like, what is that sense that gets overwhelmed the fastest? Because whichever your answer is for either of those questions, that's likely to be how your intuition communicates to you. You know, maybe you'll hear things if your auditory sense is the one that's overwhelmed the quickest or the one that you love to be seduced by. You know, perhaps it's your sight. If it, if it gets too busy and there's just too much going on and you want someone to turn down the lights or that you would love to go on a date and like see beautiful works of art or go and watch a sunset, perhaps it's a visual. The chances are it's going to be a combination of all of your senses, but there, but there is likely to be a predominant one. So focus on your predominant sense first, because that's how you're going to get the clearest information. And then you can you know, hone the other senses too. Because remember, it's a skill. You can do this, absolutely. But the more you practice, the easier it becomes. And then it just quite literally become a second sense for you. You know, it's just, you just know. You just don't even question yourself. Oh, what do I need to do today? Oh, I need to go to a different cafe to have breakfast or whatever it is. It's, it's like you just know and you don't even question yourself anymore. So the questions are, what do you need to focus on? What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing? And what do you need to do more of? Now, of course, you can like meditate on those questions, see what comes down. You can write those questions. You can write one of those questions at the top of the page and journal around it. If you know, if you like to do that journaling, especially if if you can write and you are able to write with pen and paper, it's a really powerful process because it engages a different part of your brain. And when you start to write, it, you start to find the patterns and, and everything, all the links come together. Now, of course, you can type it, you can speak it, but there is something quite powerful if you are able to write. And then the other thing is, if you're like, but I don't know, Rebecca, I don't know what to focus on. I just don't know. And you start to overthink it, which is, you know, very common. Write with your non-dominant hand. So I am right-handed. I would typically write with my right hand. If I'm in my own way and I'm getting stuck, I will try and write with my left hand. I say try because it's very appalling. But what it does is it steps us out the out of the energy of trying to think our way to the solution, try and think our way to the answer. And when we write with our left hand, it, it we have to focus so much on how to create a letter that we have to stop thinking about the message and we just write. Now, we might not be able to read it very well, so transcribe it pretty quick. Um, <laughs> but try writing with your non-dominant hand because that's a really powerful technique too. And then, of course, I can't not mention divination. Slightly obsessed by divination. However, I use divination quite a bit differently than many other people in the fact that I'm on the divination camp that uses divination as a way to get information from yourself, not as a way to predict the future. So a lot of people are like, what will happen with this? And, you know, will this relationship work out? And it's great to ask the cards that, absolutely. But you already know the answer. Okay, I know that's annoying. And for decades, when people used to say that to me, you already know the answer. Quite honestly, I wanted to poke them in the eye. However, it is also true. Um, and so what the cards do is they allow you to almost like coach yourself to find your own answer. So they ask you to look at the information in a different way. Sometimes the answers are quite literal and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes something will come up and you'll be like, oh, I don't understand that. And then 
you start thinking about it and you're like, oh, I hadn't thought of it from that point of view. Oh, I hadn't thought about how that could be something that was blocking me because let's face it, we only know what we know. <laughs> you know we don't know what we don't know. So use um, cards. If you've watched my Instagram feed, which you know many of you have, I'm obsessed by charms. You could use tarot, oracle, you could use runes, you could look at the clouds, any form of divination at all. And again, ask yourself those questions. What should I focus on? What do I need to stop doing, start doing, do more of? And you might get a very obvious answer, but you might get something that just makes you think outside the box a little bit. So I have my Shiro toolkit cards here and I'm just going to shuffle the cards and pick a random card and see. And we're going to ask, what is it? that you need to focus on. Now, maybe this card is exactly the answer you need, or I'm going to show you, hopefully, um, how it can also work. So I'm just shuffling my cards and just shuffle your cards. In fact, if, if this, what's good to do is just start with your cards and tap the back of the deck three times just to clear the energy. Shuffle the cards and just ask that question. What do I need to focus on to really embody more of my power and magic? And you pick a card and the card that has come up is called the fruit bowl. It's a bowl and there's apples and pumpkins and pomegranate, pomegranate and a butternut squash. And the words on the card say, enjoy the rewards of your work. So for this card, the way that I would read this is for you to feel into your power and magic is to realise how much you have already accomplished, how powerful you already are, how magical you already are, and really feel into that abundance energy. And I'd be like, oh, fantastic. And that would be a really nice exercise for you to do throughout the day is just to appreciate all that you've done, all that you've achieved, all that you've focused on, like who you are, and just really fill yourself up. Now, the second, the card that just happens to be behind that um, is a, would give you a very different message. And it's the whirlpool and it's a picture of water in a whirlpool shape. And it says, step out of routine. So I'd say, oh, okay, to feel into my power and magic, to, I would need to do something differently. So perhaps stop running the old stories and the old patterns of, of my own beliefs, of my family's belief, of my culture's belief, of my society, the beliefs of society that you live in and go, oh, okay, so what do I need to do differently? How can I change the way that I show up in the world and do things differently? The next card, for example, is the anchor. And it's, you know, a picture of an anchor. And the phrase on the card is make a choice. And so I'd be like, oh, okay, to make a choice, this feels like quite a literal card. I just have to decide to own my power and magic. And that's it. Yeah, you know, I don't need to be why? How can I do this? It's like, just do it. Just make that choice. Today, I'm going to be powerful. What is the powerful choice I need to make? How can I choose magic in this situation? Yeah. And so on. <laughs> and you just go through and just draw one card. And if it doesn't make sense, first of all, that's fine. Write it down and you can come back later. Or maybe it will never make sense. And that's fine. Just draw a different card the next day. You know, or, you know, whether you're deciding, oh, how can I feel my power of magic today or this week or this month or however feels right for you on the days when you just feel a little bit like meh, just think, oh, OK, how can I activate my power of magic? Draw a card, pull a charm, look at the clouds, see what the cloud shape looks like and what you think that message might be. We're not because... Like I say, they're not predicting the future for us. They're helping us to find our own message. And that's why I love charm so much. 
is because they're so symbolic. They they mean different things to different people. And I usually use the example of a bee. It's like if you pull a bee for this question, you're like, oh, bees, hive mind, community, sweetness in life. Oh, I need to find a community. Yeah. And it's like that's going to help me like really activate my power and magic and keep me focused. To somebody else, it might be a warning. And it's like, oh my goodness, what am I doing wrong that is stopping me from my power and magic? Maybe it's a person in your life who's like um, depleting you of your power and magic. Perhaps there's a a habit or a story that is talking, you know, about, um, that is draining your power and magic. So if you think of bees as community and honey, or you have anaphylactic shock, the the symbology behind it is going to be very different and unique to you. So find a tool of divination that works for you. Okay. So there are hundreds and thousands upon thousands of oracle decks, tarot decks out there and you will be able to find one that resonates for you, whether you love trees or cats or nature or whatever your interest will be. There will be a set of cards that relate to an interest. Pick one that feels good, not one that works for your friends, not one that, you know, someone else has recommended to you, but the one that you look at and when you see the imagery, you're like, yeah, actually that resonates for me because this is about you connecting with your own messages. And of course, if you want to learn more about charm casting, I have now written two books on charm casting, both available from Amazon and I do sell charm casting sets in my Etsy shop. So there is lots of ways. In fact, even before that, if I go back a little bit, charm casting sets, you can just create your own charm casting set from things you find around the house. You could pick up a safety pin, a badge, a crystal, a stone, a pine cone, and assign your own meanings to them. And straight away, you've got your own charm casting set. Okay. And there's a blog post on my website about how to create your own charm casting set. Um, but I'll stop there. Otherwise, I will carry on talking about charm casting. <laughs> but today is all about really stepping into alignment so that you stay on track with your intention of your power and magic. And like I recommended yesterday, if you haven't done it yet, go back and listen to episodes, probably, I don't know, like 10 episodes ago when I was talking about working with your magical mind, because that's really going to keep you on track and intentional with owning your power and magic. Okay, because this is not something that we just do once, put a little wish out to the universe. It may or may come true, but this is something that we want to just make part of your daily routine because it's who you are and we want you to remember that. Okay, so come and let me know how you are getting on. What has been your favourite day so far this week? Because we still have two more to go. And tomorrow we are talking about magical habits. So we are building our power and magic. And now we're going to talk about what you can do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, just to add a little bit of practical magic, a little bit of fun and a little bit of potency to your everyday life. So I look forward to speaking to you then. Bye.